Jackie Simmons. I'm the host of the show, and this is the Suicide Prevention Show, part of the movement to make suicide, especially teen suicide, a thing of the past. There are moments when you meet someone who you know could change the world, and they don't. And Tom Metric is one of those. Tom is amazingly gifted, trained, and completely unassuming. Rarely do I have to chase a speaker down and say, please let me interview you. I am forever grateful to have had the, uh, the time the, with, to meet Tom and to say, oh no, you are coming on the show. Why? Because neurolinguistic programming, NLP, is such a powerful force in our world. And as a day and age of media, it is amazingly powerful and other people are using it to influence you every day, always. To help you learn how to use it to influence yourself, to fast track your goals, and to overcome the fear. Please help me welcome to the studio, Tom Metric. All right, Tom. Magic. There you are. I see you coming in. All right. Go ahead and unmute so that we can hear you. Right. I'm happy to be here. So um, I don't think you had to chase me down to come here. So, so I'm, um, I'm happy to be here and to, uh, with you, with your cause, and by the way, the inspiring other people. So this is um, uh, quite, uh, quite a nice thing to be here. So thank you very much. You're welcome. I know you were actually really very, very easy. And I'm like, how am I going to bring some drama into this? So <laughs> you are, however, very, very quiet about the impact that what you do has on the world. So I would love for you to unpack all of this. By the way, can, can we just start with the elephant in the room? What is NLP? What is neurolinguistic programming? Yeah, this is, uh, okay, the name is neurolinguistic programming. This thing started in the 70s and was actually a rebellion. There were two people who just uh, wouldn't put up with uh, establishment in psychology and uh, they would uh, just try things. They would try things, they would model things as uh, it's called, they would look at what other do well and they would try to break it down to the steps. So uh, one core thing in NLP is just to actually not uh, to just come up with things but to, to look for what already works. And um, so it's, it's a lot about uh, recognizing patterns. It's about learning the patterns to recognize patterns is the other thing. So when um, this thing likes always to do pattern, pattern, and pattern, 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 and this is no joke. This is, um, so it's- um, uh, Okay, wait, wait, I gotta slow that down because I just wanna make sure that my ears are hearing it the way you're saying it. It's a pattern behind a pattern behind a pattern behind a pattern? Mm, not the fourth one. No. So, just three. But um, it is uh, when you learn to learn, um, then you just climb one higher. It's a, it's a meta level. And when you learn to learn to learn, this is even one higher. And they do this uh, all the time. 
So that uh, was the thing. They started just, uh, they had pretty good psychotherapists and they would just visit them and they would spend months there. They would uh, look for little things and then they would try to decipher what it is, yeah? to, to see what it is. And they would try to uh, explain in a way that other people could do it as well. Yeah? So there would be uh, psychotherapists uh, who would not be able to explain why they are so good, right? Oh, and there's a lot of people who are really good at a lot of things and really bad about explaining it. Unfortunately, they have somebody writing really good sales copy and we buy their stuff, even though they're bad at explaining how to do it. Right. The, the copy would make it uh, understandable that why people profit from it and they still might not know what it consists of because they might look at the result, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes you can easily sell something and people don't know why it works, uh, but it works. But they went a bit further. They wanted to know the whole thing. So the whole thing uh, resulted in, in a pretty um, own world of things. Yeah? So um, this is like you have um, a method that is this, uh, that you go and look for the patterns. And then um, you have from that, they derived a framework that's pretty stable stuff as well. And then they have a million of tools. So this thing is, full of things you can do. So it's like you are in front of a tool chest or like a shelf or something. And when you know what the patterns are, you know, you go for this, that, that, and that. And um, people who start with the neuro-linguistic programming, they most times only know the tools. So they know a few tools. So they grab into the shelves, they take a tool, and that's it. And they wouldn't see the patterns. They wouldn't see the thing behind this thing. And then they would use the tools in ways that they shouldn't use the tools. And um, when okay, you hold it, hold it, you're going to have to back that up and give some examples. What's an example of using the tools of NLP in a way that they shouldn't be used? Um, very much in sales, for instance. So tools, uh, you can do a lot in sales and it's done all the time without people sometimes knowing where the tools came from. And, um, and you can, for instance, direct the thoughts of people. You can uh, just uh, direct the feelings of people. You can just um, make them connect things that don't belong together. You, you can create- okay, so let's give an example so that we know what we're talking about because all of a sudden I'm, I'm thinking, I saw a sales video that said, you know, and you're gonna you know, think about being with the beginning of Facebook or think about being at the beginning of, you know, any other tech unicorn. And that's why you want to be in on the beginning of our program. Mm -hmm. Is that what you mean by connecting things that are not necessarily connected? Like the success of Facebook is somehow going to be predictive of the success of this new program. Yeah. Or, or the regular thing that sugary products get connected to sports. So um, it's like you have the Olympics and uh, you um, Coca-Cola makes Coca-Cola connected to sports. It absolutely makes zero sense. But, um, <laughs> oh my God, I hadn't even thought of that. You're right, that makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. thank you. That, that's, that's helpful. At least now I have a connection to what you're saying. Thank you. So um, you can just use the tools and can, it's like with fire. Uh, when you don't know what's behind it or what's good for anything, you might just, um, you, like, you might light things on fire, so you might destroy stuff. On the other hand, you can do good things with that. 
So um, the the amazing thing about NLP is it's, it's, it's enormous power. But what's even more amazing that is when you go beyond that and see what is behind the whole thing, um, you can just you solve a lot of things that seemed like a problem, but they're actually not. You okay. just don't, you don't need to do any harm anymore because what's good for you can do good things. I love that idea. And you said there's a lot of power. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by there's a lot of power? For someone who knows nothing about neurolinguistic programming, what's the power of neurolinguistic programming? Uh, we should see it as the missing manual of the brain. It's like uh, usually when we buy something, we get a manual. Sometimes you don't need it because the thing isn't so complicated. But um, every now and then things are not that easy. And I'd say our brains are not easy, right? And um, so uh, we would just like to have a manual. So it's just, we usually don't have that. And that's a kind of crazy. So, so if I have the manual, what does it allow me to do? It allows you to do to be happy without uh, walking uh, around and shopping uh, until you're um, bank, uh, bankrupt. Yeah? So you can just shortcut the thing and just be happy, right? So, um, so it, it allows you just to have a peaceful, constructive uh, communication with other people. You don't need to fight anymore, what it's good for. So um, it, um, it, it allows you, and then we're here just uh, to, to figure out a more efficient way just to uh, get to your goals. And more importantly, to find out what they actually are, because they might not be the goals you might think you have. And um, so it's good for the, all these things. Awesome. Okay. So understanding how powerful this is. Um, yeah, you just said something that re reminded me of, you know, going after goals. And somebody said, yeah, they got to the top of the ladder and realized they had it leaning against the wrong wall. Right. Yeah. So it sounds like a cure for that. So Peel it back for us. Where does somebody get started with this? Um, the th that was the biggest mystery for me because the biggest uh, starting point, because such a not so small thing, was um, just to take a little bit from the book of NLP and, uh, or not a book, but from uh, from NLP. Um, why would people look at it at all? It's such a universal thing when I say, okay, take the manual. Say, well, okay, I'm living already. So um, the thing is, uh, it usually um, starts with a single little thing that people make progress. It doesn't start with the deeper things. It starts with something small. Like what? Like uh, getting your goals right. Yeah? If figuring out why you are afraid of goals and uh, finding these things out to see that uh, what is behind the whole thing? Where does the fear come from? Okay. Fear of goals is an interesting term that I don't hear very often. I hear a lot of goal setting workshops. What, what would make somebody afraid of their own goals? Um, we are not a unified one thing. So we know that we have a we have an unconscious mind and uh, in our unconscious mind, there are a lot of thoughts who are totally um, having their life on their own. And so they're all, usually most of them are us. Some of them are, by the way, representing other people. 
that's something we have to get clear before we just deal with the ones that are really representing us. All the ones that are representing us are trying to do something good for us, but maybe what they're actually doing is, is not that good. And um, so, and, but when they're down there in the unconscious mind, we don't know. We don't know. Usually we don't talk with them because they are considered to doing sabotage and um, we would see them as our enemies, although they, they are actually us. And um, so we wouldn't even know what they're up to. What is the good intention of their whatever they do? Yeah. And um, so if uh, we would, for instance, be in, uh, in the topic of suicide, of course, as you would say, um, people would commit suicide because they have a good intention, right? It they just have the intention to, pe to prevent their family from dealing with them. Most of the people we've talked to who survived believe that it was a selfless act, that they were actually doing something for their families that would benefit their families. Right. Yeah. And this would be the uh, when there is a part in you that is not actually representing you. It represents someone else. And you have to be conscious of that because, of course, the only reason you would take a part of someone else inside of you is when it, it helps in some way. Either it's love because you, you are connected with the other person or that's your only way of survival. Yeah? This is, um, then you would just represent someone else in you because otherwise it makes little sense. And, um, and it, uh, when it ever made sense, it, only at a certain time, but then it, it lives on. It's like this, this thing that other person has an eternal life in, in the brains of people and makes no sense. It's like a, when a kid loves, a um, uh, girl loves her mother, that makes a lot of sense. And when she then makes her mother represented inside of herself, it works for a while. But when she grows up, it makes no sense. She is not her mother. She loves her mother. Hopefully, even when she's growing up and uh, she's adult, but she is not her mother. She has to understand that there's a difference. And that she does. Okay, so um, on this particular example, it's sort of understanding where you end and another person begins. Right. It's like uh, like having uh, clarity in these things. Yeah. So that's uh, um, that's the thing up front. The next clarity is to figure out what this part wants. Um, if, if it's your own, yeah? if, it's, if it's someone else, like parents or whatever, you have clarity now, now you let the part go. You find other ways of connection. Yeah? Because then you still listen to the girl when she grows up, she still listens to her mother. She still wants good things for her mother, but she knows she's herself and her mother's her mother. Connection's super, but she can just have okay. clarity. Yeah? So, so cleaning up this whole me, not me, is this what I want, or is this what I was told I should want? Is yes. this, yeah. Okay, so, so I'm sort of getting some ideas there. Hmm. It's the first um, step. Yeah, first step. That's the very first step. First I got step. it. All right, I'm going to take you back a step. Hmm. All right? I want to know the story of Tom, the world according to Tom. What was going on in your world that you decided to take these steps, that you decided to go on this journey? There's um, this is a multi-layered thing. So, uh, I mean, there uh, was uh, Tom before NLP, and I just met NLP in a way as I tried to avoid it for about ten years. It's um, like um, not going. I love there. that. 
By the way, one of my most important teachers tried to avoid it, by the way, exactly for 10 years too. Yeah? I, have, I have an old book in my shelves uh, that uh, was there 10 years before I actually did something about that. It's, uh, and um, I just left it there, wouldn't want to touch it. And um, so once I went there, uh, because it, in a way, uh, it surrounded me. It's, it's a funny thing. It's uh, more and more NLP things were around me and I just got curious to see what it is. So um, in this case, I just went into this thing and then, um, how should I say it's uh, then I got an idea that had no, how should I say, it was just an idea first. I just look at this thing and said, oh yeah, that's, that's kind of solving all kinds of things, right? And um, I was usually um, looking around uh, myself and I would see that things wouldn't work. I just say, if it works, why don't all people do that. Yeah, so it's, uh, not so it's not such an alien thought for many people in NLP. And, um, the, but the amazing thing and what happened with me first as well is I got active and then the, the thing rolled back. So I just got catched back by life and all kinds of things. And um, so. Um, so it's like the this um, year. One step in and then two steps back. Right. It's like you need an you need initial impulse. You need a speed of implementation. You need to um, to to connect to a certain thing that gives you so much energy that you first get up the hill. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then things get easier. So it's um, so this uh, this first thing. I what what drove you? What gave you so much energy that you could get up that hill? and get involved in this and, and have some momentum. Actually, I was just in the doing mode at that time. It's quite a, a few years ago. And then um, a few things distracted me and then uh, it fizzled out for a while. Mm -hmm. So the, um, it was just not enough. It was not enough. So um, only recently I just, um, um, I mean, I went back to this topic with the old energy first. Mm -hmm. And um, so just thinking, how can I get it done? Because it makes sense. I would just, oh, what okay. do I want to get it done? It I makes want... sense. Let me get it done. Yes. That takes a lot of effort. That sounds like you were having to work at it. Right. It's, uh, so um, still, so um, it is, um, it's something that brought me back um, to, to take a new approach. And um, so that is something that um, I guess I just... Um, rebooted the machine about more than um, a year ago, yeah? just to say, yeah, it needs to get done, right? So, um, and it had some energy uh, like, um, like uh, just seeing what can be changed and so on. So um, certainly something, right? And uh, it, but um, it, I couldn't figure out what wasn't, what was missing. So, um, um, like with a lot of things, uh, I might have gone a more systematic way because NLP offers me everything just to, to get there. But uh, like in many cases, I would just not do this right away. <laughs> and then uh, take my own medicine. Okay, if we can solve this puzzle, we can change the world. I mean, you, right. People can put it in the chat. How many of you have known what to do but didn't do it? Because that's what it sounds like. Yeah. So if you've, if you've ever known what to do but didn't do it, put a one in the chat. Oh, my God. Tom, you just became very human and much more endearing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
I'm very human in that sense, very. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, it's, I just stumbled into it. Um, so into this thing where I'd say, okay, yeah, now I see there's the resonance. Yeah? So there, it, there's this thing that uh, gives me kind of unlimited energy. And um, so I haven't mentioned the project. It's just implicit, but I just would uh, speak it out. The project is to get uh, everyone. That means now we have about seven and a half billion people on the globe just uh, to have that in their knowledge as well. So it's a kind of a not so easy project, maybe. I don't know. So, but, um, but I feel the resonance now. So I hope I have enough energy, find enough other people and enough um, luck just to, to get that done, right? So you're on a mission to yeah. bring these skills, these tools into the awareness of the planet, every individual on the planet. Right. Oh, that sounds like a, you know, what do they call those? Uh, hairy big goal? Yeah. <laughs> Let me put it the other way around. Yeah. The interesting thing is uh, you always could wonder why you do anything at all, right? Why wouldn't you just sit down, use, in, in the case of NLP, uh, my knowledge how to deal with my brain just to be happy? Because I know how to do this. So I can be happy in almost every situation. I just switch into um, happiness and then I'm sitting there and um, have absolutely no motivation to change anything, right? So it's like uh, the old story of Buddha. He just went uh, there, he just found enlightenment and then he spent a lot of days there not coming back, right? Mm -hmm. so, it's, um, so after a while he just got it. He just thought, okay, now he's enlightened but maybe the others aren't. So he had everything he needed but uh, the others were still missing it. So he just went back and just uh, taught them about that, right? So when it's just about myself, I know that I need, don't need all that material crap. Um, we have enough of that. Um, I have my relationships. It's all fine. I don't need anything anymore. It's, it's done. Yeah. So it's, um, but, um, but this world isn't like that. Yeah. So the, the thing is, there is a, and the thing that creates the resonance where it just understood what it is, is looking at the stars and just uh, thinking, why am I not fully happy there's something missing and i just understood it's in the identity it's in the values i cannot allow myself to be happy if these things are not fixed it's, um, oh that's that's interesting i cannot allow myself to be happy that's one last little piece of happiness hmm? if these things are still problems in the world yes if i'm happy alone what's the point yeah that it creates a disturbance in my identity and my values. Yeah? Got it. So, and uh, either I would have to change my identity now just into a mindless, heartless person, yeah? And just to get my last piece of happiness, or I just have to go and do something. That's amazing. That, that's a very critical awareness because you've made a choice. Yes. And you made a choice not to compromise your values. What is the value? If you could put the value into a sentence, what is the value that says, I have to do what I can to heal the world? It's, it comes in from a, um, now I would express it like that. Early in my life, I wouldn't have that, um, um, this, this kind of category for that. But it's just like, the, like the categorical imperative. It's like, uh, what is good? How do I have to act? It cannot depend on me. 
Yeah. So we are, even if we don't feel it, we are just one world. We're one. We are not really several. Hmm. So it is, um, it's an illusion. Yeah. I would lie to myself. And that's another value. I don't like to like to fool myself. And um, so um, I wouldn't recommend to anyone else. The, the, the one person we should never lie to is ourselves. And we do it all the time, unfortunately. We're very good at lying to ourselves. But, um, but it's not good. And uh, so it is, um, I'm designed in a way that I just see myself as separate and uh, my happiness as something, as the only important thing, unless I recognize in others that I want certain other people to be happy as well. But this is an artificial thing. It's totally artificial. We are just, um, we are all there. We are, we, are, we are one universe, right? That's the reality. So, um, and um, um, yeah, I, I mean, we can do a lot with this uh, kind of egocentric stuff. It, it, it works. We have to deal with it, but it's not what the world is. And when you sit down and you do a proper meditation, you, you get there. Yeah? You can just feel it. You know that the other thing is just an illusion. When you're aware that you don't live in a vacuum, that you're not isolated, mm -hmm. that how you feel impacts how others feel, how others feel impacts how you feel, and not just within your own home. Yes. Within your village, within your country, within the world. Yeah. Um, Why should someone who's far away be less important than someone who's standing in front of me? I mean, the, the difference is that um, the person in front of me can actually do something. So that makes sense. It's like act locally as far as I can affect something. Yeah? So the, the local action is important to get something done at all. Yeah? But, uh, but the, 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 what really counts, doesn't matter where it is, where someone is. Uh, that, that's an amazing awareness. Um, I... I'm just going to share something, Tom. I've been struggling with this a little bit for the last year because we started the Teen Suicide Prevention Society here in America and the youth groups that we've been working with are in Bangladesh and Kenya and Liberia. Those are the youth group leaders that have reached out for us and I was had really given myself a hard time thinking that there was something wrong with what we were doing that we weren't doing something more at home mm -hmm. and having more traction at home. Um, you just gave me a new perspective on that. And I appreciate that very, very much. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. All right, goals. So I want to change the world. I want to make suicide a thing of the past. That is my goal. To keep people from being stuck in negative echo chambers in their minds. So that's my big, hairy, scary goal. Your big, hairy, scary goal is more tangible. Yours is to get the awareness of this methodology and these tools into everyone's minds and hands. So for someone to get started, you said the best place to get started was with goals and figuring out what the goals are. Do you have some keys to this that we can share? <laughs> sure, it's, uh, it's all a lot of tools, right? So um, this is um, 
actually, when you just picture, we have on one hand, we have the goals. Yeah? So we need to get the fuel there, right? So we need to make sure that this thing is going. On the other hand, uh, we have something like, like we get stopped, you know, something slows us down and, um, and uh, just, uh, or blocks it altogether. It's like what you would say, it's a sabotage or something like this. So this thing is against us. It comes in different forms. It comes as fear. It comes in other forms as well. And um, so, so we have to do two things. First, we have to work on this speeding up and we have to work in figuring out what's slowing down. So um, when we start with the first thing about uh, putting the fuel there, it starts really uh, with a why. So if you don't connect to the why, it's not only makes no sense, as you said, we put the letter to the wrong wall. It just mm -hmm. stupid, right? Um, but uh, it is it is um, it it is harder as well when you cannot see it. It's like um, when you cannot see why you are doing this. If it's muddled, you're lacking the energy. And okay. The thing so, what's one thing someone can do to get some clarity on their why? Um, you can go into the uh, as if state. So that means you go into the future. And you um, see first on the surface level what you believe you want to get. That's the one thing. Yeah? So this is the outcome. Yeah? But this is not the effect. The effect is something that is beyond that. And the effect is inside you. That's the resonance. Yeah? So when you go into, um, into the future, that means you close your eyes, you trance. Yes? You can just use some trance music and uh, just put yourself into a, a state where you can actually imagine it, right? And then you go there as if it would be now, yeah? That's the, as if, it's like the future gets uh, to be the present, yeah? And uh, when you investigate this thing, uh, try to figure out, um, um, then you are looking for where you actually resonate. Some people are working like mad to get this new shiny car, and once they have that car, they sit in that car, no resonance. Mm. have investigated that up front, right? So, so if they would just go into this thing, they would figure out where is the resonance. There's more you can do. You can just walk along your values and all kinds of things. But I mean, it's the most easy thing to do. It's something when we have only a few minutes here. And uh, to explain that, that's because um, uh, in, in the very basic way, Easy to do. Close your eyes, get to into a relaxed state, listen to something that makes you even more relaxed. Imagine you are in the future and then start with what you believe you wanted to get, right? So that's maybe the first approach. You just thought it has to be like that. You imagine it with all colors. Yeah. So when you are going for goals, they should be smart goals. That means they should be specific. Yeah. Uh, they should be measurable, achievable. Yeah. They should be uh, timed, so they should be very concrete, right? So since you would start with this kind of things, or uh, you would just picture them there, and then you would um, just say, oh, yeah, it resonates. And then you go closer to the resonance. Change a little bit, yeah? You put something in, something out, and then um, it would lead you. It's a, it's a very simple approach. There are more approaches, but this is a very simple one. And it, I like it. It pulls you with the resonance, right? Okay, so I like it. I'm going to I'm going to see if I can capture it because it was and and if you're driving, keep your eyes open. Don't do this at home. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, when I have a quiet moment, yes. closing my eyes, yes. 
imagining what it is that I think I want, what I think the goal is, um, bringing it as if mm -hmm. it has ha already occurred, that I already have it, yeah. and seeing if I like the way it feels, mm -hmm. like sitting in the car. Does it really fit who I am? Yeah. And if it does, how can I make it fit better? Is that what you were talking about with the tweaking one little thing to, to bring the residents up? What's one thing that would make it be even better? Sure. sure. And you can even get more push behind it because you could imagine when, as soon as I reach that, mm -hmm. what would be next? And then you can repeat the process. Cool. So for someone who's just getting started on this whole journey, how often, how much time, what are the actual bits and pieces, you know, that somebody would do? Uh, you mean just for that part? I mean, yeah. they could just do it now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, so how much time if I was, they're not going to do it now because they're not going to go away from our conversation. They're going to stay with us. We're going to just make this clear. So when they are not paying attention to what we're saying, I mean, would they would would it be reasonable for somebody to say, hey, I, I don't have a lot of time. I've only got you know, three minutes. I've only got five minutes on linear time. What's a good place to start? Let's say at least 15 minutes. You could do it shorter. Okay. You need to get into this kind of imagination. Otherwise, it's a bit shallow. Right. Mm -hmm. You can do this with a one minute thing, but uh, maybe you don't get that far. And um, it's maybe it's a bit better just to, to, to let yourself when people get that clear. I mean, they save years of, uh, of uh, wrong work itself going in the wrong direction. Right. And uh, it can be done. Of course, it might even take more time because you might go for different aspects. You might say, what is mm -hmm. the thing with the relationship with the family? What's the thing with the job? Yeah. And um, so, um, and of course, we can add a few things. Yeah? So, and so we can get this uh, really much more complex and actually makes sense. But for this little thing we talked about, as a starter, 15 minutes. 15 minutes is a good place to start. All right, as a starter, 15 minutes. I can come up with 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. It fits into laser coaching when you want uh, to. Uh, yeah, well, and I do like things that are fast. So 15 minutes meets my criteria, yeah. That's cool. All right. So that's the first place to start. 15 right. minutes, seeing if your goals are really your goals, if they're really a good fit for you is about being able to bring them or bring yourself to them or bring them to you, whatever, to have the present moment experience of having them. Did I get it? Yes. And uh, actually it has a second component because we now confirmed if it's the, if these are the right goals, but it has a second component. We have a bias about, uh, about uh, what you can get now or in the future. And the bias goes against the future. So there's this story about uh, kids that had the choice between one marshmallow and, this, and two marshmallows, right? So um, uh, many kids went with one, that uh, if they would eat one marshmallow, that's it. Yeah? If they would uh, not eat it right now, they would get two. Oh, so they could have one marshmallow now, and if they waited, they could have two marshmallows in the future. Right. So, but since they would not go into the futures themselves, they would not go into the as if frame. They would just take the one because that's very real. And the thing of the future is not so real for them. Right. Yeah. So that's, um, that's usually as, 
And other things people say, uh, yeah, people overestimate what they can do in one year. They underestimate what they can do in 10 years. There's, there's a bias in these things. And by, uh, by the very process where you check if the goals are right for you, if you have resonance, by the very same process, you just switch it around because now you look from the future back to the present. So the present is small and the future is big. Okay, so let's walk people through that because that was a little bit of mental gymnastics that I wasn't quite prepared for. All yeah. right. The only thing added here as, as a step is that once we are there, we don't only just check for the resonance, but we turn around and we look all the way back to the what we consider now to be present time. So we, we take and shift our perspective from okay, now I've got this, I'm in the future, I've impacted, I've had, I've, I own, whatever it is the goal is. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking back at my past and thinking what? Um, I, I think if I would have been lazy then and just said, uh, okay, just like, take it easy, too much effort, whatever, that is so much less attractive than what we achieved actually. Because now we are where we achieved that thing, we invested a little bit of effort. Uh, we went all the way just to, to really get to that goal. And now we see, oh yeah, the goal is great. It's what we wanted. And oh, the little bit of effort in the way, so what? A ah, little bit of effort. Okay, so it makes it where, oh, that was easy. Yes. As opposed to, oh, that looks difficult. Yes, there's another effect that comes here. Our brain offers us a simulation mode that we don't get when we think into the future. When you try to think into the future, it's, it's foggy. You don't see how you do these things. You have to take pen and paper. Imagination is very hard. Okay. You, I, I agree. <laughs> right. But the brain can do more. If you switch into the as if um, frame and you are in the future in your thinking, you see all the steps. It gets crystal clear how you got there. Oh, okay. So this explains something that I've never been able to explain to other people. You know how you have a maze on a book and you take a pen? Mm -hmm. I can work a maze faster if I start in the center and find mm -hmm. the way out than I can if I start on the outside and try to find the way in. Mm -hmm. Because your brain sometimes does things for you and sometimes it refuses. Mm. And of course, we can just uh, <clears throat> have guesses why this might be like this. Maybe it was like in, uh, in ancient society, it was maybe better just to take this thing in front of you. Yeah, maybe planning wasn't that valued because everything was about the present moment, not to be eaten by a tiger or something like this. Yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. our work right now. Our brain shouldn't be behaving like with the cave people, but it does. So, but we have our tools when we have the mm -hmm. manual. Uh, we just um, well, you just said this. you yeah. said something really important to me because you know I deal in this realm of what is it that makes teens more susceptible to suicide at mm -hmm. certain ages, and adults with a fully developed prefrontal cortex can project into the future. Mm -hmm. With that piece of the brain missing, as it still is for teens, they literally cannot project into the future. And yet that's the age we're trying to get them to decide on their future. It's a little bit insane when you start looking at it. At least that's what I've found out about it. Right. Understanding how my brain works, since I'm no longer a teen and haven't been for quite some time, 
would is, is really useful. So this is a lot of fun for me. All right. So now that I have done these exercises with my brain, made sure that my goals are there, and I'm going to immediately come up with crystal clear steps. And this is so simple. What's in the way of people getting their goals? Right. So let's switch to the end of the way part. So it's um, ah. the, <clears throat> because uh, some things are just about competence and really doing stuff. Mm-hmm. That's just work to get it done. Yeah? So, and the, uh, <clears throat> sorry. And the other thing is, um, is um, there might be things that stop you from doing that. Although you would be perfectly able to do that, you even see the steps and you don't do it. Yeah? The first thing was really that we cared for the fuel. Now we just care for the resistance, for the fears, for the self-sabotage, right? And um, so, um, and the, the, the thing, let's, let's pick a few things. First, let's start with the bias again. We just uh, talked about the bias uh, with, the, <clears throat> with the goals. The goals kind of grow when we just look at them, right? Mm-hmm. So when we, look, uh, as, when we get closer to them, that means if we go into the future, the goals get larger. And um, so um, uh, we, we get more. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for the goal to get larger? It's a good thing because that's oh, what okay. it is. You put the effort there, you get more out of it, better, right? Okay. So, um, But um, the, uh, if you see the goal as larger, in more colorful ways, um, when you see closer, it, it gets the more attractive. You would do almost any, anything, uh, everything for that, right? You're so, more uh, motivated. Okay. You're more motivated, right. When you look closer at fear, it gets smaller. Oh. It's just the other way around. Isn't that interesting? Yes, it is. All right. Because when you look closer, the bias fades away. You see the reality. Ah, got it. All right. So the this is why people really don't die from public speaking, even yeah. though they're afraid that they will. Yes. So speak, yeah. they close enough to, to understand that it's not that bad. Ah, we shouldn't skip it. It's a small thing, yeah. But it's like be with a fear. It's like a the, the method here is when you have a fear, don't run away. It's not going to eat you. So, so just um, be with the fear and watch it melt away. Yeah, but usually they don't completely melt away. So that would be very helpful. It's like they just get a bit smaller, and then we have to do a few other things. Okay, so the, the thing. <laughs> I was going to say, all right, Tom. I love that magic wand analogy. And how much do you charge for those wands? You know? <laughs> we we could make a fortune. Yeah, if we could just give people that one piece and it was that simple for them to go away completely. So I'm glad you've added the caveat. Right, and that, it's not that simple, but you you would be astonished. There are a few things and I come to the third one. The third one is so much easier than everyone thinks and I'm doing it all the time. Yeah, I am uh, just haven't mentioned, but I'm a, an EP trainer and an EP coach. So I'm uh, just doing this stuff. And uh, okay. so- um, no. I'm going to slow you down because you said it so fast. I don't think anybody heard what you said. You, okay. It sounded like you said, I'm an epic trainer. And I'm like, no, you're an NLP trainer and you're an NLP coach. So, yeah, I mean, that's why you're on the show talking about NLP. And you're right. I did not give you a proper bio, um, but then I don't tend to. And I realize it's because of people's tendency to judge 
by the language that I use when I introduce people. And I'm like, no, you, if the topic resonates with you, come see what the experts have to say, because I only interview experts. So thank you for being willing to be interviewed, even without a bio. So. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Uh, so um, the, the third part, we had just with the first thing, uh, there's a second and there's a third. The third one seems so difficult for people, that's traumatized. So it's uh, like um, like traumata. Um, not every uh, trauma work is very quick and easy, but uh, I'm. When you get it right, when you do the right things, it's so much easier than you think. I would just give you an idea of what it is. So uh, um, and can be done pretty quickly. But the, the the second thing is very common. That is what I explained at the beginning. Uh, this is the parts. We are not one part. We have other parts as well. So sometimes um, the other parts are both conscious. We have a very simple work. It's like we, uh, on one hand, we would like to go to, um, to sit in the sun. On the other hand, we have, want to do the tech stuff. Yeah? And uh, we know that when you do the tech stuff, we get money. We like that idea. If we get money, others have to pay, right? Um, let's assume uh, for uh, employed people, they usually get something back. And um, so um, on the other hand, uh, or at least the, for, for business people that don't get punished, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not employed. But uh, so I have to do the tech stuff so that I don't get uh, a rough time with the text department, right? So it's um, the, um, at least there's some benefit. So they would really like to do both. And then they're in a conflict. That's a quite easy thing. You can think about it. And so let's not think about that. So it gets more difficult if one part is up here. That's us. That's what we believe we are. And the other part still us. Yeah, still us. The other part is um, down there in the unconscious mind. And uh, there are many of us there, of the unconscious ones, right? So there's a whole, it's like you would look into, into a stadium. It's like, uh, not that many, but uh, you have certainly hundreds of them. So, and um, all of these parts want to do, uh, want your best because they are actually you, yeah? They're, this, is, um, this is not someone else. We just filtered the someone else's uh, out already. We talked about that. Okay, yeah? so, so, so there is a lot of potential conflict about we all want what's best for us, but we might not all agree on what is best for us in that particular moment. Right, and now what you do, the method is quite easy, actually. Usually it gets better as um, the more it gets mastered because the biggest roadblock is we have to be able to talk to ourselves. Um, this is the most difficult of all of them. But let's say, okay, even if we are not masters in that, we still can do something about it, right? We just get in contact. The very first step is to exert love to our mm, a bit goofy inner parts yeah? so, um, that are doing things they shouldn't do, um, but they do it with love as well, because actually they are us, right? And so we have to start with love. We should not fight ourselves. It's, this is not the way we do it. Yeah, uh, we could in other um, things we could maybe just use willpower and kind of um, kind of walk a, <clears throat> beyond or uh, the inner part can do that, but costs a lot of energy. And um, so the the thing we should do is we should make the little saboteurs our friends, right? And uh, so we start with that. That's the most difficult part. 
That's the thing I spend hours when I teach people in this thing to get that right. Yeah, because uh, they always like to walk by this thing. There's oh, it's not important. No, no, this is important. And um, so uh, you have to come with a positive message for your inner parts. Then they slowly start talking. Next thing is you have to know how they talk. Yeah, how is it? What do you believe they talk to you? It's not easy either, but let's say even if you're not that deep and you, you just want to do a quick thing, it kind of works, yeah? Come with a friendly approach and kind of try to understand what, what the inner part wants to tell you, okay? So um, the next thing is why, yeah? You would ask your inner part, say, why? Ah. why? So when you want to, for instance, have, when you have a goal to do a little bit of jogging, right? And you just walk by the couch and every time you just try to get to your sneakers, the couch wins. So it's, um, you, now you, have, you talk to your inner part, say, why? And then the inner part says, yeah, I want that you conserve your, your energy and that you just relax a little bit and you're always so tense and uh, take a seat at the couch. It's, uh, and then um, after the why, you try to get deeper because uh, you could uh, deal with that and could skip to the next thing. The next thing would be uh, what else is uh, okay as well because now you try to do a little bit of trading. Yeah? You try to say, um, maybe it wasn't that thing. Was it, um, usually you do this by getting a bit deeper and say, so when you make me have all my relaxation, uh, so what's, what is it about then? All right, then so I'm just, starting to understand where you started me with, which is there are layers. There's yeah. pattern, we were talking about patterns of thinking in the beginning, patterns yeah. of behavior. And so there are layers to this, you know, me and not me, get that cleaned up. And then me that I'm aware of, and then all of my subconscious me's. And then starting these dialogues with just the, what do you want and why do you want it? And why that thing and what else? Okay, so this is a lovely process, Tom. And I wanna make sure that I have enough time to share with our attendees, share with our watchers, our people, share it with everybody, what you have so generously given everyone. Because I'm starting to get the sense that this is a very simple process and we are not simple people. We are complex on the inside. So while the process is simple, getting it to actually be absorbed by the complexity that we are could use a little help. And I love what you've put together for everyone. It is incredibly generous. So it's in the chat. So it is your go for your goals course. I mean, it's this whole program to help us actually do what you've been sharing that we could do. And it is for everyone. And Tom, I kind of just like that. Oh yeah, of course. Your goal is to have these tools in the hands of as many people on the planet as possible. Ideally, all of them. So your gift is in alignment with your goals. And I think that that is one of the things that people forget that everything in your life can be in alignment with your goals and with your vision if you're willing to let it. That it's not, I'll do this over here and I'll do that over there. Yeah, mm -hmm. that everything can be in alignment. 
And I think that that's what I first noticed about you is that you seem to just be really clear and calm about your life, no matter what chaos was going on in the world around you. And that's a great gift. Just that in and of itself is life-changing for many people, Tom. So thank you. Okay, so now we get to wrap it up and you put a button on it for us. What do we need to know? Um, <clears throat> so the thing, I, I, uh, the manual thing, that's actually my, uh, my thing. Um, that's a big package, right? So it's not in there. There's no link for that. Um, it's a process. It's a, it's a, and people don't like just to do big super steps. They like to walk little tiny steps. So just, uh, for instance, to focus on uh, goals is a nice thing. So just going for that gift would uh, just, uh, uh, just be this little step. And by the way, this is a way to be in contact as well, right? So, so it means that, um, that I might offer other things, whatever that is, and uh, you might say, yeah, or no, whatever. And um, so uh, grab it. So it's free. And, um, and um, this is the, and that's an interesting point. So I'm going to bring this up to everyone because what you just said was really important that people first understand. It's called transparency. You know, when you opt in for the gift, I will have a, your email. So I may send you more information about what I do. Mm -hmm. That's one way that people can stay in the dialogue with you. And if they get the gift and they don't want to hear anymore, there's always an unsubscribe button. Yes. On the other side of the coin, if they want to be in conversation with you, they can opt up to be a VIP, a very inspiring person on the show and interact with you in the VIP Facebook lounge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there are lots of different points of connection and it's about being aware that what they need is here. That's the whole point in the conversation is using NLP to reconnect you with you and help you discern what you really want in life. Everything that you need is already here. You just can't see it yet. Right. Thank you, Tom. That's a lovely, lovely gift and a great example of ethical use of NLP, if you will, which is transparency, as opposed to what we're exposed to so often, which is, let me tell you what you want to hear, and then I'm going to shove what I think you need at you. Um, I think that there's a cure for that and you're part of it. And I am delighted to know you and, and so appreciative of you being here, Tom. As well. I'm so happy to know you. Thank you. Thank you very much. You are very, very welcome, Tom. And thank you for all of your time and wisdom and your gift.